Welcome to episode number 177 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping passion-led entrepreneurs and online business owners learn how to use social media as a tool to grow their business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I'm fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can create connection, build community, and make your difference in the world. And in this episode, I'm diving into 2022 social media marketing trends. This is an episode series that I've been doing over the past few years. And I think it's interesting to look at what's to come for the upcoming year and how you as a business owner or a marketer can adjust for the market. Now, before I dive into this episode, I do want to underline, bold, and italicize the difference between strategy and tactics. Okay, so we're gonna talk about the difference between strategy and tactics. So your strategy is really your overarching marketing plan. It's how you approach marketing. Tactics are the ways that you implement that plan, okay? The specific tactics that you're gonna take to implement that plan. So for example, if you are focused on using video as a part of your overall strategy, one of the tactics to deploy may be focusing in on Instagram reels, okay? Or maybe you are really consistent on a specific message. You have a specific message that you want to get out into the world. You know what that message is. And then the way that you're going to deploy it tactically is focus on LinkedIn posting. Or maybe you are focusing in as a strategy on building collaboration partners. You're dedicated to building these strategic partnerships to grow your business. And the tactic that you're going to use is maybe a direct messaging strategy on LinkedIn or Instagram. Okay. So those are the differences, strategy versus tactics. And a lot of times in these prediction episodes, I'm talking about tactics. Okay. Um, There's going to be a bit of strategy woven in, but mostly this is all about how you deploy your overarching strategy. Now, listen, in the past year or two, the state of marketing has changed. It is wild how rapidly online marketing has changed. It has suddenly become very noisy and crowded, kind of feels like everyone is doing the same thing. Um, And also from a business perspective, it seems like a lot of businesses are more salesy and really focused in on pushing their message out. So a lot of the strategies are becoming similar across the board for a lot of brands. Tactically, we're seeing some changes happen with things like Facebook ads. I mean, Facebook ads changed drastically in the past year with the iOS changes. Um, It's just not the same place it used to be a year ago. Definitely not the same place it used to be five years ago. We're also seeing a lot of micro video happening on social media right now, which I personally love. I'm talking about the TikTok style videos. TikTok literally changed the scope and the state of social media. Um, And we're also seeing the increasing popularity of audio spaces. This kind of was jumpstarted by Clubhouse. I talked about this in my last predictions episode about audio, and we're seeing that change happen already. A lot of folks are really interested in participating in audio spaces. Now, let's dive into some of the predictions. We're talking about where we are now. Let's talk about the future. And one of the things that I predict happening is that people-focused or people-based content is going to win. 
And I predicted this last year um, or two years ago, actually, episode 75. I predicted an intimacy in marketing that is just going to be amplified now. Instead of having large audiences and going after large groups of people, really dialing into your people, your community is going to be the way to dominate on social media. Even brands can do this. Even if you're a big brand and you don't have a face to your brand, for instance, some of you may be thinking, how do we create intimacy? How do we have a people-focused content plan? I mean, even ads do this. Like Major advertising campaigns we see on television, TV, um, they use celebrities to be the people. And we see this happening with influencer marketing. A lot of brands don't want to have faceless brands or faceless messages, they get someone to speak their message for them. So faceless brands are going to be even harder to build in the future. Everyone wants to connect with the people that they're following on a very specific micro level. Sometimes a faceless brand can work though, but I've seen this happen with that brand having a massive, and I mean massive, personality in the sense that the brand itself becomes a person. Okay, So if you have a faceless brand, that brand has to be such a distinct personality type that people get it. They see it on social media. They understand it. They want to follow it. They want to engage with that brand. I'm thinking of something like the old school Taco Bell Twitter clapbacks, which were hilarious. And I think this still happens with a lot of fast food brands on Twitter now, where they have this kind of sarcastic approach to their brand they're always making jokes. It's a it's a personality type and it's the kind of content we want to follow and we want to engage with as consumers. So when you think about it from a business perspective, it makes sense. Also with this people-based content, repetition is going to be key. So with the people-based content, repetition is key. And um, we recently talked about this inside of the Savvy Social School where we're seeing this on TikTok. The TikTok accounts that are blowing up have a very simple concept that they repeat over and over and over again. I'm thinking specifically of the lovely pug. I forget the name now. The lovely pug that predicts whether it's a bones day or no bones day. Just Google no bones day and you'll see what I'm talking about. This pug obviously has bones, right? But the owner of the pug will pick him up. And if he stands up, it's a bones day. If he kind of flops over, it's a no bones day. And most days are no bones days. Let's be honest. And he's using this no bones day concept almost as a horoscope of sorts, where if it's a no bones day, don't try anything too crazy. Just be you know, aware of the world around you. But if it's a bones day, go get yourself an extra scoop of ice cream, apply for that job you've always wanted. It's kind of cute. I go off on that tangent to underscore the point that the people-focused brands, the brands that have very simple concepts and the brands that are focused on building that big personality that's memorable are winning right now. Okay, So I, I, I predict seeing more content like that in the new year. Also, this leads to my next point, micro-content. Micro-content is winning. And I see a lot of articles floating around about how attention spans are shorter. And I don't necessarily think that's the case. Uh, Because if you think about how we consume media now, um, I just binge watch Great Canadian Baking Show on Netflix. 
in like a weekend. (laughs) I think my attention span is fine. But I think when it comes to social media, you have three seconds to capture someone's attention and they're moving on and looking for more content. So I don't think it's necessarily that attention spans are shorter. I think consumers are more discerning because there's more options out there for them. There are way more options for consumers. And if your stuff, if your posts aren't interesting enough, they're moving on to something that is, and they will find it because the internet is a beautiful place. And there's so much entertaining content and educational content out there. So what does this mean for business owners is that the short form content, the micro videos are winning because it's an easy sell for people who don't know you. So I love baking. You don't have to sell me on the Great Canadian Baking Show. I will watch all of them forever. But if it's a new concept, like I just tried watching Squid Games, it's taking me a little bit to get into it. It's a little too violent for me. Not my thing, right? So it's really, again, focusing in on that end consumer. Now, I also think that the global pandemic that we recently went through that's hopefully over is a contributing factor to the short form video where we actually saw a lot of people have more time at home to consume more content. And from a creator's perspective, it's easier to create short form video versus long form video. The discoverability factor plays a huge role in short form video, especially on platforms like TikTok. Head back over to my TikTok episode to hear more about that. But these TikTok style videos are trending right now. It's a tactic that is working. Now, micro content isn't focused on video only. We're seeing micro content pop up in other ways. I'm seeing some really interesting things with carousel posts on Instagram and stories on Instagram. I'm seeing some really interactive things, which we'll talk about in a second on LinkedIn. And then I'm also seeing short audio becoming a bigger player. Now, I think this is where Clubhouse kind of lost a little bit. It definitely gained steam because we were all in quarantine and locked up, but it kind of, at least in my opinion, um, lost a little bit with how long these rooms would go on for, how much content there was to consume, and how many bad apples you had to bite before you got to a good one. And so the short audio gives audiences a way to connect with that person, really understand their perspective, get to know them, and then they commit to a longer form content style. But yes, micro content is winning. Okay, so that's my second prediction. The third prediction is this interactive content trend, which I think is lovely. And it's one of the reasons why I personally love social media marketing. It's so different from a radio ad or a billboard where you know you just see it and you go, that's nice. Whereas social media, you can actually interact with it. You can leave comments, um, that sorts of thing. But we're seeing that desire for interactive content increase over time. So yes, people are consuming content in higher percentages than they ever have in history, but they're also participating in content in higher percentages than ever in history. And the fun thing is, is I've seen this a lot on TikTok. As I mentioned before, I am studying TikTok like crazy because it's altering the way that we approach social media. And one of the things about TikTok is you're in on the joke. There are lots of trends. There are lots of um, memes where it's amplifying this culture within the platform where if you get it, you get it. If you know, you know. And 
that understanding is what builds communities. It's creating its own language. It's creating its own way of participating and interacting. It's creating its own rules where previously, you know, copying someone's content was a huge no-no. And TikTok the rules are those those rules are out the window like copying and mimicking and reproducing content is part of the platform and if you understand that you are in the culture and that's part of that interactive content is it's part of building that community is having your own community language and having your own way of approaching marketing so yes we're seeing this on TikTok as well but I also want to say we're seeing this on LinkedIn right now with LinkedIn polls. So, you know, the ABCD poll that is working so well on LinkedIn right now because it's an interactive form of content and it's trending. I suspect we will see more of this in the new year in new and, and interesting ways, more ways for people to interact with your content instead of just consuming it. You know, we see this with Instagram stories. They're adding in a lot more interactive stickers and features, ways that you can participate with your community instead of blasting a message out to them. All right. Another prediction. I think this is number four is um, real life is going to win over anything produced or stylized. And this is something that is actually frustrating for me because we put a lot of time and energy into producing and creating content. But honestly, Ugly's winning right now. <laughs> like imperfect content is winning. People don't want the overly designed graphics anymore. We're seeing the overly produced videos are just not getting the attention. Real life is winning every single time. People want to see you in your car telling them this quick thought that you had with, you know, your kids screaming in the background, or, you know, they want to see the selfie with no makeup. They want to see the un posed real life shots. And honestly, you know, this is a trend that started with social media um, and started with actually reality TV in the early 2000s. Um, but with social media and, and platforms like Instagram, it kind of went back to being overstylized. And I'll admit, I fell into this trap, I paid a lot of money for professional photography shoots. <laughs> Uh, but those professional shoots just don't perform as well as a selfie or as a micro video content piece or even just a plain black text on a white background post. That's what's working right now. So for business owners, this is actually a great thing. That means you don't have to have the professional lights, the camera, the teleprompter, et cetera, et cetera. You could just show up as you are, and that's what's working the best. And we, we're seeing a shift back to that, which is great. It's wholesome. I love it. Um, okay, two more predictions. The second to last one is algorithms. And I actually predicted this last year in episode 129, is that algorithms are getting better. Um, they're getting smarter. And what I mean by that is, is the system that shows you content on social media is becoming more... Um, it's becoming a higher quality system. Right. So basically, when you log on to Instagram, you're going to see more of the content that, you, that Instagram thinks you want to see. And I think the algorithm is actually going to get better. So, previously to these feed based algorithms, you know, if we think old school Facebook, you're seeing your feed in chronological order. 
that's no longer a thing. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, they're all trying to predict what you want to see next. And they'll put your feed in that order based on how you interact with posts. It's based on how you like, how you comment, but also how you view a post. So even if you view a post and you don't like or comment, the algorithm takes that into effect. Now, lately, I think it's been a little bit wonky. I've heard a lot of people talk about posts they never see from people they follow, you know, content that they'd love to see that the algorithm just doesn't know that they'd like to see. I think these algorithms are going to get smarter. And not only with the content that you follow, but we're starting to see algorithms show more and more content features from the people you do not follow. And I think this is because of TikTok. I really do think TikTok changed the way that a lot of social media platforms are behaving right now in that both on Facebook and Instagram, even on LinkedIn and Twitter, we're seeing posts now from people we do not follow. And it's because Instagram goes, hey, I think you may like this. Here you go. Which I think is a beautiful thing for business owners because that means we're increasing the capacity and we're increasing the potential for new people to find us. Okay. So we're increasing the potential for new people to find us, which is beautiful and it's great. Also, the TikTok algorithm to me is just a magical, magical place. It's like so specific to the content pieces that I like to consume and I love it. <laughs> okay. Last prediction. Oh, that was my last prediction. <laughs> So the algorithms was my last prediction. I want to talk a little about the underlying themes of all of this and what this means for businesses. And then I want to talk about what I'm personally going to do about it in my business. But you know, for businesses, there's a shift away from brands being brands and a shift towards brands being media and marketing companies. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people talk about bringing their marketing in-house, which is great. But the way that things are moving so quickly, hiring a consultant, hiring an expert, there's nothing wrong with that. Because we're producing a lot of media for our brands in order for it to get out there. And based on these predictions, that media not only has to be even more relatable, but it has to appear as if it's not produced. That's a challenging combination for a lot of people. It's got to be shareable and interactive. Uh, It's got to be real and authentic. A lot of boxes to check for business owners. And I was recently listening to Emily Hirsch's podcast. I think it's called Not For Lazy Marketers, where she talked about businesses are now content creators. And I totally agree with that. When we think about where business is going and how to market our businesses in this new era, a lot of it is heavily focused on producing content. The downside is that I think social media is actually becoming less approachable for smaller companies who can't afford to spend all of this time, energy, money on social media marketing or digital marketing. And so Whereas social media was very approachable 10 years ago, I do see it slipping into this world of not being as approachable as it used to be. Now, it's still very approachable. Instagram is free. TikTok is free. We all have smartphones. Uh, So, you know, I think creating content is easy, but creating the content that wins is going to be a little bit harder for brands. So, what I'm going to do about it in 2022. Um, This year is a little bit different for me. I am pregnant. Have I said this on the podcast yet? (laughs) I've posted about it on social media, in my newsletters. I think I've said it on podcast. But anyways, I'm pregnant and I'm due in April of 2022. And part of the shift for me 
is the shift also in my personal life. So I want to try a lot of new things. This is the era of rediscovery for me, release and refinement. So the rediscovery is trying new things. The strategies that I lay out for my clients, the strategies that I teach in my programs in the Savvy Social School may not work anymore. And I'm okay with redefining what that means and rediscovering what does work and bringing that knowledge to people like you who listen to the podcast. Um, I want to release all of the preconceptions about marketing. I want to release all of my you know, years of experience in doing this. Um, I don't want to hold on to anything too tightly. And again, yes, that's both life, real life and business. I'm planning my maternity leave right now. And the more I plan, the more I'm like, I don't think this baby is going to follow my plan at all. (laughs) So that's where the word release comes from as well. Um, And then refining, you know, there are some things that are working that we've already tried, like micro video content. And so how do we refine that process? How do we refine it in a way that uh, makes it better? It's not totally abandoning everything, uh, but it's honing in on the things that are working while also trying new things. So let me know what you think, my savvy social podcast listener. I think that um, 2022 is going to be an interesting year. I'm excited for what's to come, and I'm excited to see how you apply some of these strategies and trends to your business. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. If you love the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. We really appreciate you and the support you show for the show. You know, we've been in the top 100 marketing podcast for a while now. That's because of listeners like you. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode soon. Bye for now.